Good evening, hope you're all doing well. Masech is Tainus, Daf Yud Zayin, starting about 12 lines or so from the bottom of Tez Zayin Amid Beis. We've been in the middle of a collection of brisas that speak about the Shemona Esrei that one would say on a fast day, as discussed in, in full color and in full detail, the Shemona Esrei that we say on a fast day, not the one that we say, but when they, the one that they would say in, back in the day on a fast day, and certainly in the times of the Tanoim, was one that had 24 brachos, really 25 with Vala Malshinim, but we'll speak simplistically, 24 brachos. The brachos were added, the extra six brachos were added between the bracha, bracha to Hashem Goel Yisrael, and then the bracha Rifa'inu. They were plunked right in between there. The Gemara doesn't say why that's the case, but that's where they were put. I would imagine it's because Re'eva Onyinu Re'eva Rivenu. That's what we saw yesterday. The Gemara says that uh, we lengthened, that was what it meant, the Shvi, the seventh bracha, was the bracha of Geula, because Re'eva Onyinu Re'eva Rivenu Galinu Me'erolaman Shemecha. That bracha is all about our tzaros. So that's probably presumably why the pastas why we added that that uh the six brachos there does anybody talk about why we don't follow that today oh um i don't think that's the question to ask in particular i think the larger question to ask is why don't we do the three fasts followed by the three fasts followed by the seven fasts because those are the old <laughs> you are a fair weather fan, my friend. You don't mind adding six brachos to Shmon Esrei, but you mind having you mind having 13 extra fasts. So I don't know. I, I don't think it's as applicable because we have running water. So things are very different. I don't know if we ever trigger the uh, the Chazal incurred drought. I don't know. I don't know that it's ever happened. And we're not talking about on a regular tinyos. These Shemona Esrays were only on these special tinyos of the three and the three and the seven. So regular tinyos day, we're, we're only talking about droughts. This is very specific and very, very chiseled out. And because we have running water and because we can even truck in water in theory, so how do we then determine a little bit of a shtuch? Hashem's like, I'm giving you a drought. We're like, don't worry, we're going to call in a truck. Everything is going to be okay. So I don't know exactly how it plays out, but it could just be that because of the way the world works that we no longer have this issue of, uh, of modern modern drought, as it were, because you can just run a hose and all, all will be well. I don't mean to be simplistic about it, but this doesn't apply to regular fast days. It only applies to uh, the ones in the, in the Mishnah. So 12 lines or so from the bottom, we're going to learn another Bryce said that sounds uh, a lot like the Gemaras that we've been learning over the last day, and then we will switch sugyas. Oh, kind of, sort of. The Gemara says, at the two dots, Tanu Rabbanon, the rabbis have taught us. Alarishonos on the first, who uh, Omer, what does he say? Baruch Hashem, Yisrael, Min Olam Olam, Baruch Yisrael. That's going to be the first of the seven brachos that he'll say. They would answer after he, the Chazan finishes that bracha, Baruch Shem Kivod Boed. After that, Chazan Knesses Omer, then the Gabai would say, Tiku Kohanim Tiku, there should be a Tkia. The Chozer, then the Chazan would go back to Omer and he would say, Mishanas Avraham Baharhamoria, Hu Ya'ane Eschem, Yishma Bekol Tsaakaschem. Um, and then, uh, and that would be the how, how the chazim would come back in, and then behind token umarin the token the discussion of this belongs in the gemara or not. Balashnia on the second bracha who omer baruch hashem elokei shalmin haolam ba'adolam baruch zocher hanishkachos, and then after he said that bracha behind onen behind onen acharav they would then say baruch shem kevod malchusol lamboed. The chazim nakhesh zomer hariu bnei aron hariu. As we saw yesterday, there's a tkiya, a bracha, and then a trua. Always uh, vacillating between the two. Six lines, five lines from the bottom. Go Omer. The Gemara says, "Mishana sabosene vayam subuyana shemishma bekotzak hashemayim lazev vehe marian v'tokin marian." They're going going back to a tkiya. Four lines from the bottom. Mechen mechol bracha uvracha ve'achas omer tiku uve'achas omer hariu. Actually, more as called as habrachos kula. 
So they would, uh, uh, they would alternate between a tkiah, bracha, trua, and it was always in between each bracha, they were adding a tkiah and a trua. This also helps us to understand a little bit like the davening that we have by Musaf on Rosh Hashanah, where we start to insert things in, it's, it's crisis mode, right? We're looking, we're looking at challenge. We're looking at challenge. We're looking at a scenario of, uh, of things that are very difficult. So we add in the different kiyas and truas. Three lines from the bottom, the Gemara concludes here, as it did in a brisa we learned yesterday with the following. This is exactly how he davened back in the day in Tzipori. And uh, while this happened in cities with individual gedolim, the chachamim at large, they said, we don't agree with this, Amru. They said, We only say, in certain places of the base of Mikdash. Good. Next, we saw the Shita that there are six brachos uh, that were added. And one of the Shita said that we say uh, the first two were, were, was Zichronos and um, Zichronos and Shofros. Was it Shofros? Yeah, Zichronos and Shofros from the Rosh Hashanah Davani. However, if Yehuda Omer, Lomar Zichronos, we didn't say that, and he swapped them out with two other brachos. And on the very last line of the Gemara, on Tezayin Medbez, the Gemara details why it is that he swapped them out. Amar of Adla Demin Yafo, my time at Rabbi Yehuda. Why is it Rabbi Yehuda didn't want to say Zichronos and Shofros? Says the Gemara, Lepishain Omer Zichronos with Shofros, top of Yuzayin Medala, fell by Rosh Hashanah, Uviyovolos, Uveshas Milchama. Wow. That is a dramatic finish. The reason why we don't say Zichronos for Shofros on Tainus is because the day is not yet dramatic enough. It only happens on Rosh Hashanah and Yovel and when there's war. Those are the only times we say Zichronos and Shofros. That should be raising the bar for us emotionally when we think about Zichronos and Shofros on Rosh Hashanah. That brings us to line two. We spoke about Avram. Now here the Gemara is going to say that the chasim of one bracha might apply to a different bracha. Some say we, we say the bracha that ends with Tsa'aka. Uh, whatever the bracha was, Shomea Tzaka and Shomea Tfila Lishmul, we swapped it. So it says the Gemara that only works in one direction. Bishlamai could understand switching the brachas around Gabe Shmuel, because Shmuel could tolerate either one Ksid Beit Tfila or Ksid Beit Tzaka. He has both languages in Psukim there. But Elio doesn't have both languages in Sukkim, so not both chasimas will work for him. So he should be able to have the bracha of Shomei Tzvila, not the bracha that ends with Baruch Atah So what should he do? It doesn't work. Says the Gemara, that's not correct, because by Eliyahu, the Pasuk says, and that is an equivalent to a Lashon Tzaka, and therefore the brachas in theory can be switched. Six, seven lines down, So says the Gemara, these are historically out of order, a basic uh, review of Jewish history, Michti, Yona Basar David Shlomohaba. Yona lived after David and Shlomo. Yet for some reason his bracha is the sixth and, and David and Shlomo is the seventh. So why are they historically out of order? So says the Gemara, my time Makdim Leberesha. Why did Yona who lived after David and Shlomo, why did Yonah come in the sixth bracha? Why did his bracha get mentioned over there? And David and Shlomo in the seventh, historically speaking, they should be reversed, says the Gemara. We had to answer with the bracha, and that specifically applied to David and Shlomo. And Tana, we have another bracha that says the bracha should have concluded differently. The bracha should have concluded that way. Okay, very different uh, versions of how to... How to do this, Shmona Esrei. I don't know if we have a sitter that has comprised all of the Shinu in Uschaus. I've never seen it anywhere else other than this Gemara. I don't know. But that's what the Gemara says. Quarter of the way down at the two dots. Shalash Tanyos, Rishonos, Mishmar, Anche Mishmar, Misanen, Veloma Shlimen. 
Yeah, the other day we had a discussion, a machlokas between the Tanaim about the different gradations of fasting for those who are in a mishmar and active versus those who are in a mishmar and inactive. And then the Gemara says, what about their alcohol consumption? Are the Kohanim in the times of the Beis HaMikdash allowed to drink? Let me expand it a little further. Are the Kohanim today allowed to drink? Question mark. Hard stop. That's a really good question because it's a big machlokas in the Gemara. And we will see shortly what's going on here. Tana Rabban and the rabbis have taught us. Why is it that the people who are part of the Mishmar, but not the Mishmar, but not actively doing the Avoda, why is it that we say that they are allowed to drink at night, but that they're not allowed to drink during the day? So the concern is the Shema Tichbar HaAvoda. Maybe there will be so much work to be done during the day. So they'll be called up from the reserves. It's their day anyways for the Mishmar, but it wasn't, uh, it's their week, I should say, for the Mishmar, but it wasn't their day. So they're, they're relaxing, they're chilling in the back of the Beis HaMikdash, in the Beis HaMokad. We learned in Masechah's tummy that that was the room that they hung out in. So we just, they had to be ready. So they couldn't be drunk during the day. Fine. What about the people who were active? The people who not only that it was their Mishmar, but in addition to it being their Mishmar, they're going to mamish be doing the avoda, the korban tamid, the shachar in the morning. So why did we say that they can't drink at all? And we'll see soon that to do the avoda when one is drunk is a big, big problem. We'll get there on the top of the next uh, of the next Talmud. And here is the here is the mic drop moment. Says the Gemara, last short line, Mikan Amru, Kol Kohen, Shemakir Mishmarto, any Kohen who knows what Mishmar he was a part of, and as well, Umishmeras Beis Av Shelo, and he knows what day of the week he was supposed to do Mishmar, Yodea Shebate Avos of Kavuan Sham, and he knew that his family was really established on that day. Aser Lishtos Yain Kol Oso Hayom forever. Let's say your day was Tuesdays on the fourth week of the year, you could never drink. Because maybe the base of Mikdash will be rebuilt and then you're stuck. What if you know that you're in the Mishmar of the second week of the year, but you don't know what day of the week you're supposed to be? You know that it was that, that week, but you don't know what day. That whole week you're not allowed to drink. And then is the crazy part. But you know that your family was an active family as a Kohen, that they were serving in the base of Mikdash, but you don't know not only what day, but you don't even know what week you were obligated. The halacha is, says the Tanakama, Asr Lishtos Yain Kol Hashanah, period. That means that according to this shita, and that's us today, because we don't know when our Mishmaros were nobody, to my knowledge, has a Mesora of what week of the year and certainly what day of the week. I mean, their paperwork, I don't know how far back we go. As far as I know, nobody has a clue about this stuff. And if that's true, says the Gemara, that according to the Tanakama, who seems to be in the majority opinion, it should be completely usher for a coin to drink ever. That's an incredible halachic issue, <laughs> right? Uh, if you're thirsty, Avi, you should probably go with some water, unless you know exactly when it was. Is that, it Cohen, Cohen is not even Israel? Well, that's not relevant, but we'll all be Bekan Fein Sharm. I don't know what the logistics are, but uh, COVID, how does COVID work? They close the country, parachutes, it's going to be a problem. Yeah, we got to do a little beam me up, Scotty. That's right. The Rambam does. I don't believe it's in Shulchan Aruch. No, yeah, it doesn't look like it's in Shulchan Aruch. But the Rambam does bring it. Either way, that's the sheet of the Tanakhama. However, Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi, the famed Rebbe, halfway down on the page, five lines into the wide lines, he is our ticket out for Kohanim to drink. Rebbe Omer, 
Omer Ani, which again is a classical language of Rabbi Yudam Nasi, Kohen, Asr Lishtos Yain Laolam. It really should have been the case that a Kohen is not allowed to drink. However, Aval Ma'ese Shetakanaso Kilkalto, that that which fixes him is that which breaks him. This is just a catchphrase. And what it means is the fact that there is no Beis Amikdash gives him enough of a reason to be able to drink nowadays. Fine. And Omar Abaye, Abaye says, Keman Shasu Haidna Kahane Chamra, according to who? According to whom do the Kohan rely upon to be able to drink nowadays? Answers the Gemara, Kirebi at the two dots. That's the sheet of Rebbe, that's the lenient sheet of. What about Yochid Virabi Malacha Kirabi? Good methodology question. I don't know. Um, maybe uh, some of the point raised Chutzlaritz versus Zerchi Shrolz and Afkamina. I don't know. Maybe the Dore Doros. I mean, Rebbe knew because Rebbe was so close. They could ask a grandparent what happened in the Beis Hamikdash. It wasn't that long ago. Rebbe died in 220. So let's say he, I don't know how old he was when he died. Let's say he was 50 years old. He was born in 170. The Beis Hamikdash was only destroyed 100 years earlier. 100 years earlier. My grandfather would have been over 100 at this point. So we would have had the information. It would have been uh, very accessible as to whether or not your family was a Cohen family. Was it this week? No, no, no. You were the next week. We could figure it out 100 years back. So Rebbe knew. And Rebbe already was going to be Mekel and say, Nebuch, the Chorban already, already took place. We'd have to get into the Nosa Kalim on the Rambam to see how we passed him. A little bit more than halfway down, you'd Zion, Madalaf, six, seven lines into the wide lines. Says the Gemara, Anche Mishmar Vanche Maimon Asurim Lesaper Lechabes. The people who are doing the Mishmar, who are doing the Avod on the Beis Hamikdash, they're not allowed to get haircuts and they're not allowed to do laundry. But Uvechamishi on Thursdays Mutar Mibnei Kvoda Shabbos. But because of Kavod Shabbos, a person is allowed to do so. My time. What is the reason for the initial injunction that they're not allowed to uh, get haircuts and to do laundry? Because if you restrict them, they'll end up behaving a little bit better as they walk in. Yeah, you can't walk in to do the avodah looking like a shlump. You got to get a haircut before you show up. It's a big avodah. You're walking before a Kaddish Baruch ABCs. We have the same din by, uh, by Yantif. You're supposed to get a haircut before Yantif. So uh, one of my Rabbeim and Smicha actually told me this din. He said, we were talking about getting haircuts. I said at the time, theoretical question because it didn't play out. But what would be the halacha if the only way to get a haircut for the mitzvah of Yantif is if the person giving you a haircut is female? So that, first of all, depends on the person. If by the person, they can't avoid Hirurim, then it's us or 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, that that's going to be problematic. If that's not the problem, so then the Isser of the Isser, there is no Isser of, of any physical contact because of the context. And I, had it been that there, so that was what he said, very interesting suck. I'd never heard it anywhere else. I've never seen it in writing. But uh, but anyways, you can't walk into the base of Mikdash looking like a Manuval. That's the language here, Manuval, which means if you don't get a haircut, you're a Manuval. That's how the language that's what the Gemara seems to imply. It's a bit of a strong language. Anyways, let's move from here into a longer conversation about getting haircuts two-thirds of the way down in Yudzayin and Madalaf, the, the Brisa brings. The king, he has to get a haircut every single day. Every Friday morning, wakes up, mikvah, shachars, haircut every single week. A regular coin, once a month. Why is it that Melch Mistaper Bechol Yom? My time, why? Because Amar Rabbi Abba Bar Zav, Amar Kra, the Pesach says, Melch Biyofi of Techazanaynecha. We should see that the king always looks beautiful. What about a coin gadol? We said, Me'er of Shabbos, Erev Shabbos, my time. Why does the coin gadol have to get a haircut every Friday? Because Amar Rabbi Shmuel Bar Yitzchak, Kolam Mishmaros Mishchachas, because he's going to see a new group of people, a new group of Kohanim coming. He has to look like a mensch. He has to look like, he has to look put together. So every Friday, the Kohen Gadol would get a haircut. What about Kohen Hedyod Achas L'Shloshim Yom Minalan? Where do we know that from? That says the Gemara is not a Svara, but rather Asya Pera Pera Minazir. That we learn from Egzer Shava. What's Egzer Shava? Ksiv Hacha, 15, 12 lines from the bottom. Ksiv Hacha by us, 
by us, meaning by Kohan, and the Pasuk says, V'rosham lo yigalechu, pera lo yishalechu, v'chziv hasam, kadosh yigadol pera, se'ar rosho, one Pasuk by us, one Pasuk by Nazir, ma'alahalon shloshim, avkan shloshim, we know that stam nazirus is shloshim yom, and just like if a person were to accept upon themselves to be a Nazir, they couldn't get a haircut for 30 days, that's how we know what the maximum is that a Kohen is not allowed to go that long, you're not allowed, 31 days is problematic, a regular Kohen, an active Kohen, cannot, cannot go more than 30 days. Says the Gemara, how do we know by Nazir, right, you're making a bridge between between Kohen and Nazir, how do you know? It says the Gemara, the Nazir Gufeminon. How do we know that a Nazir has a rule of thirty days? So says the Gemara. We're going to answer from the following: Amarav Mas Nestam Nazir Shloshim Yominalan. How do we know that if a person says accepts upon themselves Nazirus without establishing a timeline, that we assume that their Nazirus is Shloshim Yom? Says the Gemara. Amar Kra. Where's Rabbi Shechter when you need him? Yehiya Begamatria Tlasin Habe. Yud plus Hey plus Yud plus Hey is thirty, and therefore we know that it's thirty days. Kibalde. Says the Gemara. Amalei Rav Papa Le'Abai. Hold on one second. V'dil Mahachi Kamarachman Alolir Buklal. Maybe, just maybe, we should look at the Pesukim. Uh, and say that the Kohen is not allowed to let his hair grow at all. Hechatesi, that this Xerashav is exactly like you said. So the Gemara picks up on the words, a distinction that I don't know that I would have ever made on my own. That you should not be sent para, you should not be sent with long hair, then I agree with you, but that Un, uh, uncut, your hair uncut, you should not be sent, which is only a tiny difference in language. So that's not the same thing, that you're allowed to grow your hair, but but you're not allowed to let your hair grow very long. That's the distinction that's made based on the psukim and there, based on the way to read the psukim. And therefore, we assume that by uh, that uh, 30 days is the maximum that a coin can go without getting a haircut. According to the Tanakama, who said that the restrictions by wine applied, why don't we have the same restrictions that applied by wine applying now to, nowadays to haircuts? Then maybe no Kohen should go more than 30 days without a haircut. Okay, so says the Gemara, maybe we should assume that the halachos are the same. Maybe we should say that when it comes to drinking wine, um, it's bizman biyuhuda asr, that only in the times when there's havan, the base hamikdash, when you're actually doing the avoda, that it's asr, but shalom bizman biyashari, but when there is no havan, the base hamikdash, when you're not actually entering the base hamikdash, afachanami, we can assume the same thing just like by alcohol, we can assume as well by haircuts. Says the Gemara, not so simple, but Tanya, the Brysa writes, Rabbi Omer, we saw this shita already, that Rebbe was of the opinion that a Kohen is never allowed to drink wine, but he built in the Kula of that that which is causing the problem is also the solution, namely that there's a Churban, what are we supposed to do? And on that b'raisa, like we saw earlier, top of Yadzayin and that was a shita Kirebi. Now, if we say that Abai was asked the question and he said that really we hold like Rebbe, what does that imply? Michlal, that the rabbis do forbid getting haircuts just like they do by wine. So remember, we saw this machlokas on the middle of Yud Zayin and Aleph, that the Tanakama was of the opinion that it's usher to drink wine uh, when you don't know when your Mishmar is as a Kohen, and seemingly the implication would be here that it's equally forbidden to get a haircut. So says the Gemara, you can't compare the two. My timer, why is it that we don't say that a haircut, that a Kohen is, is allowed to go more than 30 days nowadays, even though he may not be allowed to drink, according to the Tanakama? Again, we don't, we paskin like Rebbe, but what about the Tana, What about the Tanakama? What about the Rabbanim? So says the Gemara, Beheira Yibana Besa Mikdash. Yiratzon Hashem should bring it back very quickly in our days. And if that's true, that the Besa Mikdash is going to be built, to Bo'inon Kohen Haru'ila Aroy Lavod Veleka. 
So maybe we could have said the Kohen, he's got, he's got dreads. It's unacceptable. So says the Gemara, what are you talking about? You, you can't compare inebriation to a haircut because you can remove one very quickly and not the other. Says the Gemara, Hacha Efshar the Go get a haircut. Takes 10 minutes. Go get a haircut. Yahi says the Gemara, Nami, says the Gemara, seemingly giving a trick for removing the drunken effects of alcohol, the inebriating effects. Says the Gemara, the same thing with wine. Efshar the Goni ports of Ayel. Go lie down for a little bit. And then you'll get you'll take a short nap, a cat nap, and then all will be well. You can go do your avod on the base of Mikdash, says the Gemara. What? <laughs> well, in a moment, you will see that this is not what you're talking about. So says the Gemara. Uh, you, no, you laid that one up for me. Just wait, Mark. Says the Gemara, Kid Rami Bar Abba. What does Rami Bar Abba say? Rami Bar Abba, Derech Mil, That when a person walks a meal, that's a machlokes in the postgame. How long a meal is? Do we say it's an 18 minute walk, a 22 minute walk, a 24 minute walk? So that's about a mile, approximately, give or take. And a little bit of a nap, Says the Gemara, wait a second. Doesn't it say, When do we say that taking a walk and taking a nap is helpful? El that's only true if you drank up to a revius of wine. But for those of us who consume a little bit more than that, of Alshasa Yoser may revius, if somebody's packing it, they're drinking a little bit more than a revius. And if that revius is not wine, but it's something a little thicker, a little heavier than Alachas Kama Vikava, depending on the proof of the liquid. They're going on a walk will make you stumble all over yourself. And the sleep will make things even worse for you, all the more so. So says the Gemara, that's uh, one of the reasons why we can't compare the two, that alcohol is very different than haircuts. When a person drinks more than a revius, it's much harder to recuperate as it relates to their inebriation than getting a haircut. Haircut has the, doesn't have a long lasting effect. Go get a haircut. Come back to the base of Mikdash and do your avoda all as well. That's answer number one. Ravashi Amar, Shisuya Yayin Demachle Avoda. When it comes to Yayin, it can create a big problem. It can make a psul in the avoda. So therefore, Gazru Buhu Rabbanan. Therefore, the rabbis were of the opinion that the coin cannot go more than. Uh, that a coin is not allowed to drink. However, prue rosh to lomach leavoda. But if a person was parua rosh, their hair we look at we say parua rosh means that your hair is uncovered, but it means that your hair is grown out for more than thirty days. The lomach leavoda, where it doesn't create a psul in the avoda. So lo rabbanon. So there we don't we don't need to have a, a stringency because yet another distinction between the world of uh, of uh, of uh, someone who's drinking and the world of someone who needs a haircut. So Meisve, the Gemara says, your assumption that you just made is not true. You were just of the assumption that if there's a Kohen who has long hair, that there's not a psal in the Avoda. Incorrect, says the Gemara. About a quarter of the way down, you'd Zion at base 15 lines down. Meisve, the Elu hein shebemisa, shesuye yain paru erosh. Very clear. These Both of these things are problematic. So Ravashi, how Ravashi can you tell me that the Rabbanan can make a distinction between getting drunk and getting a haircut? Because getting drunk, if a, if a coin does the avoda drunk, it's a psul in the avoda, masha'inkin. If they have long hair, it's not a psul in the avoda. The Bryce says it's a psul in the avoda. That's Misa. Says the Gemara, wait a second, let's check our Mari Makomo. So I could understand in regards to alcohol, the Pasuk says very clearly, a person should not drink wine or old wine. That's unacceptable. But how do we know that there's a psal in the Avoda for someone whose hair is a little bit too long? How do we know? Says the Gemara, so one Pasuk says that you shouldn't let your hair grow. So the says that a Kohen can't drink. And because these two Pesukim are juxtaposed, so therefore we make a comparison between getting haircuts and drinking wine. 
Oh, beautiful. So the Gemara makes its comparison to say, just like the Brisa indicated, that uh, that both of them are up so in the Avoda. Again, uh, just doubling down on the question on Ravashi and Umino, and from there, So what can you do? If the Psukim looked that way, so then Ravashi is up a creek. He, he doesn't have an answer anymore. So the Gemara uh, looks at all, of, we're going to take these parentheses and distill them all down to one word, which is, Kashya, that's what the Rishonim write over here, not the Rishonim, I should say, the, the editors of the Gemara, the Hagos Vitzionim, they write over here, V'chol zel leysa b'sanhedrin, elamasik sham kashya, ayin sham v'tos sham, that we just basically remove all these words and say kashya, that the Gemara poses a question and leaves it in question mark form for Ravashi. Next, Amadei Ravina the Ravashi, hold on one second, Amakami da'asi yechezkel, man Amra. How do we know in regards to the hair, the Pasuk that was quoted in regards to the hair of a coin, it was quoted by Yechezkel. So hold on one second. Yechezkel is not Moshe. So the, the halacha had to be true before Yechezkel too. So, but, but, but we're talking about a psul derisa, man amra. There's no Pasuk in Chumash that says that there's anything wrong with a coin having long hair. So we knew that Yechezkel knew it, but how did Yechezkel know it? According to you, there's a lot of things that are not found in the Chumash that the, that the uh, Nevi'im spoke about. We have something that wasn't taught in, in Moshe's Torah. And we have this, uh, this thing that we did learn. What did we learn? So it says the Gemara, that a person who is an Eralev or an Eralbasar, they can't come into the base and make the Shema. How would we have known that this was true? It's not found in... For Arelus? No, for or, Orla's or, or, perfect. I mean, or Orla's Halev or Orla's or that's a goof is a problem because a person, halachically speaking, might be an RL. It's a machlokas rishonim if they're an RL, if they've been circumcised, but their bris is not kosher. It's a discussion in the rishonim with halachic nafkaminas of whether or not you make a bracha for atafas dam bris. So whenever we do atafas dam bris, we're hopefully removing them from the category of RL. We're certainly helping them fulfill the mitzvah of bris milah. However, we don't make a bracha because some of the rishonim were of the opinion that nothing really needed to be done, but we're marmakbet. It paters tachanun. You're welcome. <laughs> but, but the mole will not make a bracha under the circumstances. I don't know. Betsy made a bracha when I, uh, when I did a bracha, whatever. <laughs> now I need to go back so and funny. edit. To, I know. I'm going to finish. Let's go. So it says the Gemara, if that's true, forget about our question by us about the coin's length of hair. We don't have a Pasuk. Where did Yechezkel get it from? You have the sense this, this happens many times where we have things that are in Divrei Kabbalah, but they're not in the Divrei Torah. Ela Gemara Gamirla. Obviously, that was a tradition that Erel Lev and Erel Basar can't come into the base of Mikdash. He brought a Pasuk that said, Here too, by the hair of the coin, Gemara Gamirla. And that brings us to the two dots. A little bit more, we're going to be stopping three lines from the end of the page. Let's get into some Megillah's Tainus yet again. Says the Gemara, three-fourths of the way down, two lines, three lines before the Y lines, call a kasev Megillah's Tainus, whenever we see in Megillah's Tainus, you can't fast, uh, you can't do a hasbid, that that day is a day of simcha. The fun of Asr la'achar of mutter, you cannot be masbid the day prior, but you are allowed to be masbid the day after. Tanu Rabbanon, ilen yomaya, these days, delo lehis atna, behon, that you are not allowed to fast on them, umiksashon, delo lemisbed behon, and there are some days that you're not allowed to be masbid. So what are some of these days that have this uh, unique balance? It says the Gemara, first long line, me reish yarcha denisan ve'atman yabe, 
from Rosh Chodesh Nisan until the eighth of that month, till the eighth of Nisan, itokam tmida delola misbad behon. There's an assumption, there's a itokam, we have a gzera, a takana that we're not supposed to be masbid during that time period. Mitmanya be on the eighth of Nisan ad sof moada until the end of the moed. What moed are we talking about? Of course, we're talking about Pesach. It's the month of Nisan. Itosav chaga de shvuaya because we were able to then establish the chag of shvuas the lola misbad behon. All of this had to do with machlokos that the prushim were having with the tzdukim. And when they were victorious, when the prushim were victorious over the tzdukim, they wrote in Megillah's time is this is a shtikel yontif, and we're not going to make sure that there's no hispedim. We're going to make sure that there's no fast days on these. Says the Gemara in regards to the first of those days when we said, Omar Mar, thank you very much. You know, every time I skip a line, you're always the one to catch me. Thank you for paying attention. Third line of the wide lines. Amar Mar, may Reshi Archa Denisan Atmanya Be, you took him to me the Lodemis, but Amar Mar, quoting the line from the Brisa. And then the Gemara asks on that, Lama Le, may Reshi Archa. Why is it? That in Megillah's Tainus, they had to establish that the first of the days that they would not be masbid was the Rosh Chodesh. All you need to do is say on the second day of Nisan. Why? Because Rosh Chodesh, we already have a status on that day that we're not masbid. If ever there's a Kvura, if ever there's a Leviah on that day, it's really not appropriate to be masbid. Fine. So Amar Huna, Amar, excuse me, Amar Rav, Lo Yom Shelefana. The reason why. Megillus Tainus wrote Rosh Chodesh, even though that day didn't eat it, was to remind us that the day before also was a day that you should not be masbid. It says the Gemara, the day before, but I, I already know that from Rosh Chodesh. Well, every time we said that you're going to have a day that is Asr Behesped, the day before is also Asr. That's what it said, it said over there. So, we should already be saying that the day before, the last day of the previous month, also you can't be Masped on, because at the end of the day, it's still the day before or a day that you're not allowed to be Masped. Says the Gemara, no. Rosh Chodesh uh, We know, and we've learned this principle, I believe, two times before, that when there is Rosh Chodesh, we don't need a reminder for the day prior. So that means that the reminder that we're giving in Megillus Tainus by selecting Rosh Chodesh as part of the count of restrictions is to remind us of a din, the Rabbanon. When it comes to a day like Rosh Chodesh, which is a day that's Dorais, we don't need any Chizuk to Tanya. The Brisa writes as follows. Seven lines from the bottom. These days that are written in the Sefer Megillus Tainus, both before and after, they're going to be forbidden. When it comes to Shabbos and Yom Tov, the day themselves, the, the days themselves are problem, but the days, are, the days themselves are problematic. You're not allowed to be masbid, but the day before and the day after is mutter to be masbid. How do we distinguish in this brisa, the brisa that's five lines from the bottom of the page between the beginning of the brisa of and the end of the brisa, which says very simple. When we're talking about we don't need to remind ourselves about Dine Deoraisa. So therefore, the day prior doesn't need to be like the day of. When we have a day that's only restricted in regards to Espedim, that you're not allowed to give a Hespid on day X. So the day Prior to day X, needs chizuk because that day is only derabbanan. But when it comes to Rosh Chodesh, when it comes to Shabbos and Yom Tov, we don't need that at all. And halalu divrei sofrim, divrei sofrim, and chizuk. And therefore, Megillus Tainus wrote Rosh Chodesh to remind us of the derabbanan status of the fact that we're not allowed to be masbid. We'll stop right here, three lines from the bottom. We'll pick up Emir Sashem tomorrow night for Daf Yudches. Wishing you all a beautiful night. Welcome to you.